0: Shaylin Hudson. I make candles for street, for scene creations, and the price is anywhere from 3 to $8. If you'd like to contact me about purchasing any, you, you call me at 907-401-1095. You have a Facebook page? No? Okay. Hello, and welcome to Horror After Hours. I am, of course, your host, the naughty guy, Adam J., Tonight, I have a very special guest who's been a long-time friend, and he is a cuz. This is the ghost, Jason Valley. Hello, Jason. Welcome to my show. Hey, howdy, hey. Now, tonight is actually a very special episode because this is now one year of horror after hours. Hooray for me. This is great.
1: (laughs) Congratulations, brother.
0: Thank you. That's pretty exciting. The entire year... Running this podcast by myself. So this episode, I just really kind of want just want to have a chat with you, cos yeah, you do have a very interesting story.
1: <laughs> Parts of it, anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have to get too personal, so. Yeah, no worries. Can you tell me where you're from and where you grew up? Well, uh, originally from Metlacatlo, Um
1: same as you. <laughs> But uh, I spent a lot of my childhood in um, King County, Washington, Seattle area. And then, um, when I was a teenager, traveled all over the uh, all over the state: Fairbanks, Anchorage, Juneau, um, Ketchikan. Um, eventually, moved back to Metlakatla, and um, now currently live in Ketchikan, which is uh, working out pretty good for me.
0: Good. Really happy to hear that. Yeah. Okay, so what uh, brought you to AMHS?
1: Well, I'd done a lot of different things over the years. Um, Worked in so many different industries. I never really did find my niche, you know? And um, I saw that there was opportunity to be had and money to be made out of the Marine Highway that was, you know, seemed a bit more consistent than what I had been doing. I was tired of jumping from job to job. was looking more for a career and I thought that I could uh, change some things by si- signing up the marine, marine highway.
0: I think it's worked out pretty well for you.
1: Yeah it really has uh, originally I had aspirations to be a, a captain I wanted to work my way up through the Haas pipe as they say you know but um, that changed after a couple of years in the stewards department i I found my my place in the galley and uh work primarily as a cook but i also really enjoy working as a supervisor um, or a quartermaster storekeeper it's a lot of fun too and that's
0: what i do that's awesome because i do love that job
1: yeah it's a fun one
0: yeah of course (laughs) one thing i like most is i have my own office i'm away from everybody i can just i can take some time to myself when things get too hectic yeah. I have the computer where I gotta work on my orders, I gotta keep everything organized and I know, have to know what I have, everything on board, but Yeah part you, of what I like.
1: You have a lot of independence in that job. Yeah. Um you're 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 not your own boss, but you basically work like your own your, your own boss.
0: You kinda almost make <laughs> your own hours for the whole thing.
1: Pretty much, yeah. You work when you have to.
0: You work at your own pace <laughs> which is nice. That's yeah. what I really like about it. I'll get on board first few days and I'll just go and I'll organize everything, get everything rotated, dated, get yeah. everything ready. Yeah.
1: Get in there and find out what you got.
0: Exactly. That's the <laughs> most important thing is knowing what you do have on hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so all that aside, can you tell me some of your other job experiences before joining AMHS?
1: Oh, I, I did a, a number of different things. I ran a tech support business for uh, about five years. Um, relatively unsuccessfully, <laughs> but but I think the market just wasn't there for that. Yeah, at um, that time I remember that. I um, I also worked as tech support for a, f- a couple of other companies. Um, I w- served on the uh, tribal council in Metlakatla for uh, a couple of terms. It was uh, it was really nice. I enjoyed that. Um, I um. Worked for uh, the small float plane companies uh, here in the southeast. Um, I worked retail for a secondhand store. Worked as a groundskeeper for a school district. Um, I worked um, actually one of the jobs I had for the longest time was I, I started out at the the cold storage in Metlakatla, and I was uh, I was the grunt. I was the slime line when I first started, and. Uh, gradually worked my way through the different departments and uh when uh when an administrative position opened up I applied for it and got it and then uh after uh, a few years of that I was I mean kind of a de facto assistant manager of the plant um although I didn't hold the title I my my official title was about a mile long <laughs> so
0: I do remember that <laughs> it was
1: uh, <laughs> But uh, eventually left that job as a, uh, with uh, was kind of raw about it. You know, not a lot of job dissatisfaction and no that was security. A really
0: bad time for the entire industry. There,
1: it was. It was, and and we had a string of uh, kind of subpar managers. And that um, was
0: that was pretty rough. I mean, I was there yeah. through all of that too.
1: And and to no fault of their own, in some respects too, because there was a lot of micromanagement from the political level. Yeah. So
0: that made it tough on everybody, and and especially at that point, that was the only job anybody could get. Yeah. There were no other jobs around town unless you knew the right people.
1: Yeah. The mills shut down. All you had left was fishing, or you know, fishing, or the other end of it, processing. Yep. And uh, yeah, I did that
0: for ten plus years myself.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, the camaraderie in that job is probably um, the only thing I've ever done to even come close to matching it has been out here on the Marine Highway.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, but the money wasn't very good. You really had to work hard for it. God, and we
0: did 20, sometimes 22-hour days there.
1: Oh, yeah. Even when I had an office job, I... Uh, I was working 22-hour days sometimes and I had a couch in my office. I'd go crash out for a couple hours and go right back down to work and yeah. It was uh it was pretty wild.
0: Yeah, that was a tough time, man. Fishing at that time was really good though.
1: Yeah, yeah, the fishing was good, the prices were pr- were pretty decent. Um and then we had a lot of I did a lot of work with the uh, with the bycatch and the uh the winter fisheries um that was kind of one of my primary focuses. Things like gooey ducks and sea cucumbers, and um, uh, did a lot of uh, work with the buyers and marketing people about uh, getting the uh, halibut, rock cod, and all that good stuff out of there and sold. Some things that you wouldn't even think would run through that plant. You know, we were we were selling stuff like skate wings to Korea and. Oh, yeah. um, we flew over to prince of wales and bought a bunch of herring roe on kelp and sold that um, for a better for a better price um, after processing it down a little bit Uh, we bought a bunch of oysters i mean things that you know we didn't normally process there we we were starting to get into to try to expand our horizons
0: okay that was cool i was actually there through a lot of that because I was one of the grunts
1: yeah I remember you were working um, as you were one of the maintenance directors I think at the time or uh, you and your dad and
0: uh, Yeah, I was working
1: uh, I remember who else was there but yeah it was a
0: just general maintenance and basically I was a carpenter plumber and electrician
1: yeah jack-of-all-trades you really had to be
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it was fun I really learned a lot and it was a really cool job.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they they had some they had some interesting resources available as a, as a maintenance person. They had a really nice wood shop, mm-hmm. and they had a decent electrical shop. You know, so there was there were some resources available to try to keep the place running, and you guys did a good job.
0: I was, I think that started. Uh, I was a uh, fusion welder. Yeah, I was repairing totes, which if uh, got to go to layman term it was a plastic welder yeah and it was really really cool because you got this heat gun and you got this spool of uh plastic line and it just feeds through but it's you, almost
1: like a hot glue gun but on a massive scale
0: exactly yeah. it was really a lot of fun <laughs> i enjoyed that job but then i got into the deeper maintenance you know the plumbing the electrical carpentry remodeling so that was fun too but
1: what i really like about that kind of work is and I, i've done a fair amount of it in the past probably not quite as much as you but i i, I really enjoyed um the learning aspect of that type of work because yeah. i was always learning something new you know um i learned how to do you know things like plumbing and electrical and and uh, carpentry that um uh, i didn't go to school for
0: yeah that's how i was. never took a shop
1: class at all when i was in high school i was one of those guys a book nerd you know yep but uh, <laughs> so was I.
0: <laughs> I was that guy in the back of the class reading Fangoria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've had a lot of different jobs, a lot of different job titles. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, you worked in a lot of industries. I know you got to have some funny stories. Well, I
1: suppose they were. <laughs> I'm not so sure how many I should actually say. <laughs> Come on. There's a, <laughs> well, since it was uh, a long time ago, I think uh, I can't get in trouble for it anymore. But of limitations, <laughs> I think, is okay. Now. <laughs> there was a time, actually, when I was working for the cold storage. We had this great big warehouse where we kept pretty much nothing but cardboard and foam and plastic and stuff to for for packaging, and. Um, There was a few of us that we used to climb way up on top of the boxes. I mean, you're talking 25, 30 feet up and up on top of these boxes.
0: And you're talking about up in the loft,
1: up in the loft. Yeah, (laughs) big, way up there. And we would uh, we would set up these uh, these foam rolls that we would use for for packing uh, fish fillets Uh down at the bottom on the ground. And we'd jump off those boxes <laughs> and bounce on the, on, off of that foam and hope that we didn't die. <laughs> one time I, I was in there, and it was just me and one other guy. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go jump off there one more time, you know, just go have a little fun. I bounced off of that thing, and I flew about, God, maybe 12 feet. I was did a belly flop on a hard concrete floor, that was not fun.
0: Holy crap. Thankfully, I
1: think he was looking the other way,
0: but uh, it was,
1: knocked the wind out of myself, went and scuttled out of there and went to go look busy somewhere else, and it was, I was a, a bit embarrassed of myself on that one. Jeez.
0: <laughs> I look back at working down there over my ears. yeah. Holy cow, man. I worked just about everywhere there. Yeah. I mean, I spent time on the unloading crew, the slime line, the egg house, the box line. That was
1: the thing. If you wanted to work year-round, you had to be versatile. Yeah. You had to you had to be open-minded to work in the different departments, even if it meant, you know, trying something new.
0: And, and I got into the freezer crew. I think I started with you. Freezer crew was one of my favorites for sure. That was a lot of fun, but the hours were rough crazy hours and
1: really hard physical labor but the camaraderie back there i mean we had your cousin lloyd back there yep. for a while and uh Uncle anthony alex. and alex was alex has always been great i, I don't know how he does that guy's indestructible <laughs> he's been there a long long time <laughs> he was he was breaking racks when he was like 75 yep. i mean that's a tough old man right there I remember we
0: had uh, <laughs> Joseph was our, our fork driver. Yeah, yeah. God, I loved working with him Man, he was so funny.
1: Joe was a lot of fun, yeah. We had, we had a really good, uh, pretty consistent crew. I mean, we had a few people cycle through and then we had some migrant workers a couple of years that joined us. Um,
0: Conrad was always a constant. Conrad was always
1: there, yeah. Yeah, He was always a part of the Glaze line.
0: He was always so much fun. He had some really fun stories all the time. Oh, yeah. 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 We had some good times there,
1: man. A lot of smashed feet and hands. I remember when Pumbaa was twirling this great big metal bar around in a circle like he was some kind of ninja, and then he stepped backwards at the wrong time. And he had his foot run over by a forklift. <laughs>
0: Holy cow! I, oh, I think I remember. little Ira
1: ran over his, for, his, his foot.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Now I know you got some other stories for. You. I think Especially there was uh, at that place.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We had. I was loading. Uh, I was loading 50-pound boxes. Speaking of running over people's feet with forklift. I was loading fifty pound boxes into a, a forty foot container one time, and we had to put forty thousand pounds in that in that container. so you're talking like eight hundred boxes. Wow and um, it was uh, it was a lot of work, so we' me and and two other guys are back there just busting it out, you know, and then uh, these two girls that worked the uh, the egg department. Decided to come over and flirt around with my crew <laughs> And I was uh, I was not really too pleased about it But I just let it happen. You know the guys were working hard. hmm and uh, <laughs> One of the girls <coughs> set her foot down in front of the forklift and dared <coughs> Dared uh, the other girl to push the gas on the forklift. Oh, no, <laughs> and uh, it's the stupidest thing ever. Like, I mean, you get in a lot of trouble for doing something like this,
0: yeah, especially blatantly. Uh,
1: well, yeah, and now, yeah, the uh,
0: OSHA OSHA would not
1: have been approving of this situation at all. But she, sure enough, she hit the gas and the uh, ran ran her over with the forklift, and she broke her foot, and she had nobody to nobody to cry around to about it because she asked for it. <laughs> literally. <laughs> she literally is it.
0: Step on the gas.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God.
1: But, yeah, I had uh, some other really interesting experiences, too. I worked as a child care case manager for a while, which was a really rewarding job. Um, making sure that um, children had adequate child care, you know, making sure, getting helping people Get through the licensing process and uh, all that stuff which is uh, a pretty intense process you've got to go through a lot to be able to be a licensed child care facility which is which is good I mean you do want to make sure your children are safe
0: of course yes.
1: and then um as a dad especially you know that re- that that really hits close to home and um and I worked for uh, i worked for the uh airline company and that's 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 where some of the funny stories come back again mm-hmm. is uh, <laughs> we get when I worked for uh, for ProMec there was one time we were uh, they they called me up from Ketchikan for a weather report and I'd always go down to the to the ball field or a little parking lot down by the dock
0: yeah
1: and uh, take a look at the water check out the wind and give them a, call them up give, a good, give them a good estimate. And one day, there was a cat's paws on the water, which is like uh, the way the wind hits it, it's got to be blowing at least like 40 miles an hour, you know. And uh, and there's chop kicking up and they call it a smoke on the water when yep. the when the uh, the top of the chop blows over and you just um, this mist over the water. So it's not really ideal for flying a little tiny float plane.
0: Exactly
1: and uh visibility was good but it was definitely a blustery day and uh, i called them up and i said you know what it's it's not a good idea um i think you should hold off for now you know and, and they're like oh no, it's no big deal over here it's just fine well and they knew just as well as i did that you know the wind in metlakatla could be blowing 30 miles an hour more than in ketchikan <laughs> yep and they're only 18 miles apart so <laughs> only a matter of time so <laughs> sure enough they sent over a plane and the uh, the pilot uh, rest his soul he's no longer with us Um to hear
0: that
1: but um, this pilot <clears throat> he uh, he came flying over and he had to approach from a different direction to try to hit the wind just right and it was like he was just suspended there in in the air he he wasn't even moving anywhere and and he was gradually dropping down dropping down then he had to adjust and he'd get blown back up again and but he was determined to get in and and, i mean he'd already gone far enough where you know he'd actually be safer to land in metlakatla than in ketchikan
0: yeah
1: and to turn around and go back well finally he got finally he gets down onto the water and he's he's about a mile and a half away from the dock and has to taxi in that whole way and um, he gets to the dock and i try to tie him up on one side and the wind's blowing him away too much and had to jump on the pontoon and try to get him and (laughs) was having a lot of trouble and finally he comes back around to this to the other side of the dock and he's getting pinned up against the dock and we're in we're in a good spot now I jump over there tie him up get him all secured and then I open up the door and he's like you got another roll of paper towels pardon?" <laughs> 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 I, I just started laughing I said like, oh my god and he had just um, defecated himself oh, no. <laughs> trying to get in on this landing
0: oh my god. and um, <laughs>
1: I said, "Yeah, man, I got I got you covered." So I went and I went back to the van, and I got got him some stuff to get cleaned up, and I proceeded to unload the mail, which was the only reason they were coming over. I was like, "Why don't you just..." Hold the mail for a couple hours and see if it lays down, you know. <laughs> no, nope.
0: the guy was hardcore. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, there's nothing, nothing more hardcore than some of these pilots that we got out here in uh, in Southeast Alaska. These guys are top notch.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Flying they have
1: these, to be. flying these eighty bitty planes in horrible conditions and visibility, is just unbelievable. I wanted to do it at one point. I wanted to be Something. a pilot, but. Uh, None of the women in my life ever wanted that to happen, so <laughs> so I uh, I avoided that.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to do that too.
1: You know, growing up
0: flying in these planes all the time. Oh yeah. You see how it's done, and like, hey, I think I could do that.
1: And and growing up around people like Saul and Jerry, yep. I mean,
0: those are two of the best, right there.
1: Yeah, two of the all-time best pilots. I've, I mean, I I've known a lot of pilots. Surprisingly, I guess. But they are some of the best pilots i've ever flown with and even when i was a kid you know doing like roller coasters and stuff playing around but (laughs) i've seen them i've seen them come fly in conditions that they should not have been and that's they're really putting their life on the line sometimes
0: and that's usually to get people home or get people in an emergency
1: yeah yeah a lot of times the the rough conditions have been like emergency medevacs and stuff one of something the,
0: that had to happen now one of
1: the harsh realities of living on an island um i mean you got limited health care available
0: yep.
1: so we do have a really nice clinic now on the island but it's um it's still not capable of a lot of the things that need to be addressed
0: yeah for sure but they we are working thing. to improve all the time which is good oh yeah
1: absolutely it's really come a long way i'm i'm I can't believe it. When I walk into that clinic over there, it's there. You're surrounded by artwork, and I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's beautiful. Man. It's it's really. When I first started else. working
0: for uh, the service unit there as nighttime security, we were in the old clinic. Yeah, that was down where uh, Tongas Federal is now. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, uh, two of my kids were born in that old clinic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Do you and then more on that. And then one of them was born in the new clinic yeah so i've had three kids born in metlakaela which is a really rare thing mm-hmm. um nowadays especially um usually they try to plan ahead and have uh, the pregnant woman to go over to catch can and wait at least two weeks ahead of time but um yeah the my kids didn't want to wait they uh one was born Let's see my oldest daughter was born uh, february twenty seventh in the middle of the night, and my girlfriend went into labor and there was no question about it it was it was time to go and uh got her over to the clinic and and they were talking about sending her to catch a can, but never made it that far
0: <laughs> thankfully
1: uh <coughs> Thankfully, my uh, my mom and a couple other people uh, from her family were able to come down and uh, and witness the birth of uh, of my my first child, which was really cool. Very cool. And everything went off without a hitch. There were no complications or anything, which was great.
0: Yeah, that's always important. <coughs>
1: <coughs> then my second child was also born in the clinic in Metlakatla, the old clinic, and. Uh, <laughs> that was basically the same situation except I think when he was born I think we were supposed to go over to Ketchikan to wait like the next day I mean it was like really close like close (laughs) yeah Um, I think I think um, Cheyenne was like three weeks early and then Naven was was just over two weeks early I think so yeah and I wasn't around for the one that was born in the cl- the, uh, the new clinic. Gotcha. But, yeah, three of my f- five children born in Metlakatla.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and claiming, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no. <laughs> Wait a minute! You said and climbing? And climbing! You oh, said you wanted a big family. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know about having any more born in like Catla, though. <laughs>
0: well, that part no. But well, uh, for obvious but, reasons, we don't live there anymore.
1: But. Yeah, I'd like to have more children. I think I found my my purpose in life really has been to be a father, you know, and and now grandfather. I'm uh, my grandbaby going to be is almost a year old now. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. I thought I was a little young to be grandpa, but you know, whenever it happens, it happens. I don't have a lot of control over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's going to happen sooner or later.
1: <laughs> and yeah, five and I'd like to have more. I need to have more boys. I got four girls and one boy. <laughs> not taking anything away from
0: my boy. He's
1: awesome. But yeah, I've got four, four girls. They're all named after flowers. Very cool. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a let's see I have a a Daisy, which is which is middle name. Uh Lily, it's her first name, and two girls with the middle name Rose. Very
0: cool. Yeah. Okay, so you recently came back to AMHS. I really want to hear more on the story. Do you mind elaborating? Sure. Um,
1: Well, I started back in 2012 and uh, was kind of finding my way through the company and was really having a great time. Um, But towards the end of my, uh, well, let me go back a step here. The uh, one of the main documents that we have, or two of the main documents that we have to have to to work out here are um, they expire every five years. Mm Which you know, five years—you got enough time to prepare for that, usually. Usually, yeah. <laughs> well, as it turned out, I had some uh, some things happen in my life in the last in my fourth year of being with the company, which uh, meant that I needed to move uh, abruptly, and uh, I kind of uh, gave up a lot of. Um, let me just cut to the chase i guess um my my marriage fell apart and i needed to leave town um to for you know regaining my own personal um Get back strength back yeah. um and it was it was uh it was tough i, I moved to catch can and i ended up um in some, I had, a, I had a really good friend that st- stuck his neck out for me, took me in, and um, I think um, it, without him, I don't know uh, if I would have made it, but, um, but I did. Uh, I had some bad roommate situations after I moved out of his place, um, ended up uh, evicted on Christmas Day of all days. Um, in 2016 well I was uh, still employed with the company actually Um, but that was kind of the beginning of the end for me Um, I needed to the time was approaching quickly that I needed to renew my Merchant Mariners credential and my Twit card the two that were about to expire and um, all of my money was tied up with my Ex-wife, and with my living situation, which was not really working out so well, and um, I didn't have the funds to do something as simple as pay a couple of fees to get the paperwork pushed through, and it was um, it was really kind of heartbreaking, and. Um, I ended up uh, was no longer able to work for for uh, because I needed didn't have the documents and then a couple of months went by and I I wasn't working so I didn't have money so I wasn't able to fix anything that was that I needed to get fixed and I ended up um, ultimately becoming homeless and I was um, I was homeless living out of my truck and in the woods for about 11 months and uh, I mean it, in particularly inclement weather we'd have some friends that would put us up, um in the you know, but you know, it was uh it was a very, very challenging life and I met a lot of personal challenges during that time that um that I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, it it's um you know i i don't know that i would ever take it away though because that life experience has really changed me and formed me into the person that i am just like everything else so i mean through the struggle we become stronger you know and and um it took me a while it took me almost uh, almost two years before i was able to finally um get back on track and try to get my job back with marine highway I'd done I'd worked some uh, kind of dead-end jobs jumped around to a bunch of different things and I was I was doing things like like I was working under the table for this guy for 10 bucks a day to stand on top of his float house and hammer nails with no protection mind you this no safety <laughs> equipment I'm on a float house <laughs> on a busted up roof Oh man. <laughs> trying to Oh bucks. boy. I thought for <laughs> ten bucks a day I thought I was gonna die. Wow. But it was <laughs> it was uh I mean there was you just did what you had to do to survive. I yeah. mean I'm um I don't wanna get into the details, but I was hustling every day to um to survive and to, to support my girlfriend who actually uh coincidentally is still my girlfriend. Um She's been with me since about six months after I moved to Ketchikan, and uh, stuck with me through through thick and thin, through everything. And uh,
0: it's pretty amazing. Huh?
1: Yeah, and we I have consider one.
0: Considering some of the th- the talks that you and I do, and I've had, you know, you told me some of your experiences over the years and what you had to go through to get back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did have some help when I finally did get back um a, a friend of mine helped me pay a couple of fees my mom stepped up and helped me with a couple of fees and i was able to take care of a few things on my own so all together it all worked out i got my documents back and i came back to the company and i mean i i couldn't be happier now i mean you're
0: back doing what you love you know you're back cooking
1: yeah uh most of the time anyway uh i'm uh
0: you it know, really is a blast to have you in the galley.
1: It's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> it's great. It's really great to be back. I get to, you know, see a lot of my friends that I haven't seen in a while. And, um, you know, I I was fortunate enough that I'm, well, I'm a very good letter writer. So...
0: <laughs> well, this also comes from all your training that you've had in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I wrote a couple of letters that got me... Uh, got me a little bit of special consideration um so that i was able to gain regain some of my seniority and in a a seniority based dispatch system that is the number one priority yeah and um fortunately uh i got eighty percent of my seniority back um, special consideration due to the situation of why i left the company in the first place and um that allowed me to get my career back on track and now i'm looking at um bidding on something here pretty soon hopefully i'd like to get a a new bid job it'd be nice
0: that's awesome man! congratulations to you and best of luck to you on that thank you so all seriousness seriousness aside uh what do you like to do in your off time
1: well i'm a lazy bum in my off time for the most part (laughs) um i like to i like to work hard and I'm kind of a workaholic, so I try not to have very much off time, um, but I mean, I, I do really enjoy my time with my family. I sp- try to spend as much uh, quality time with the kids as I can. Um, I have uh, I finally got the courage up to go and visit Metlakatla again after years of being gone because, because of everything that happened, and uh, I'm going to try to... Maybe visit a little more often because my my mom and um, one of my daughters or two of my daughters are over there, and um, I'd like to like to do that. But um, I don't know, we like to go to the beach and have campfires and go camping and like to just go for a drive. I mean, Ketchikan doesn't have a lot of road, but what it does have is pretty
0: spectacular pretty spectacular yeah
1: and they got some really great beaches and and stuff in in ketchikan area so some pretty cool trails
0: very cool do you ever try to get back into not tying
1: you know i i lost a whole bunch of material that i had and i know all it takes is a few bucks to get some of it back but i kind of uh I was I was actually getting more into um, like weaving. Oh, very cool! And um, it was I had a loom, but I think I need to buy a new one because I really don't have. Other than you know playing around on my phone, I don't really have any hobbies anymore. And it'd be nice to have a, a hobby that actually produces something.
0: Yeah, um, something to keep your hands busy. Yeah. Keep you out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I look at what I do.
1: Yeah, you know, my 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 youngest daughter is my very own personalized fidget spinner. She's <laughs> a she keeps she keeps she keeps things interesting. Oh she's, yeah, <laughs> she's two now, or, and uh, just a kick, man. That's awesome. Yeah. But it does get—I mean, part of the one of the things about this job, you know, is the older they get, the harder it is to leave them behind until they, be, they come to the age where they just accept it, and then you start having regrets. Yep. And it's uh, it's it's a real challenge uh, for a sailor, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, you want to provide the best life you can for your family, and sometimes that means sacrificing your time at home.
0: I've had her do the same. You know, it's been yeah. rough. It, it's tougher at times you know but
1: yeah absolutely
0: when you do get that time with them uh, it makes it that much more special
1: yes absolutely and and we do have cellular service throughout some pretty good chunks of our run you know um, on, on the main liners there's only a few spots where you're out of service for more than
0: 18 hours
1: yeah uh, it's not too bad yeah
0: but, anyway, I guess that's about all I got. Right on. It's been Jason. a good chat. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Anytime. This has really, really been cool. I learned a lot. Uh, been a lot of fun. You can come back anytime.
1: Right on. Sounds good to me. And congratulations again on one year of podcasts. One year. I've never I been believe. so brave. <laughs> <That's> pretty cool, <laughs> man.
0: So I want to give a big shout-out to all of my close friends and to my loyal listeners. All of you in Metlakatla, Ketchikan, Petersburg, Juneau, and Washington. You know who you are. Thank you, and keep listening. We'll see you next time, folks. This is Horror After Hours, signing off. Hello, this is the naughty guy, Adam J. Keep listening to Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy. As my friends and I, we discuss some of our favorite movies and some of our favorite novels. Bear Crossing Bed and Breakfast, we have a beautiful view which overlooks downtown Ketchikan. You can find us on the Airbnb app or on Facebook. You can contact us through either of these apps for any information. Skylar's Table offers cafeteria style dining, with fresh soups and salads, and paninis and all of his meats are roasted fresh daily. If you're looking for great food, great prices, and even better company, come to Skylar's Table, a place for for visitors. Uh, Podcast, Swatting Flies, Telling Lies. If you like a fun, crazy podcast with loads of information that you didn't know you need, give this one a listen. Bruce's show is always a lot of fun. You never know what he's going to say next, and I'm always tuning in to find out. Next, I got Lazy Mountain Brewing Company, located in Palmer, Alaska, owned by Neil and Sarah Gottschall. They're providing quality craft beers with crisp, clean flavor. Look for Crazy, or I'm sorry, look for Lazy Mountain Brewing Company on Facebook. You will also find their beers all around the Anchorage area. They're just good, honest beers. That's, again, Lazy Mountain Brewing Company. Also look for my friend Danny's podcast. That's Hinterland's Media, where he discusses current topics and conspiracies. And also look for his new podcast called Hinterland's Storytime. This should be a lot of fun. This is where he discusses his favorite fantasy, sci-fi novels, movies, and games. This really should be a lot of fun. Danny's a lot of fun, so give both his shows a listen. I know I will. And finally... The Naughty Guy. I finally have a Facebook page. Check it out. Give me a like and a follow to see all of my latest artwork. You can find my not work in a few of the local stores around Ketchikan. You look for Maiden Voyage, Scanlon Gallery, and also the, the Alaska Outpost. Tell them the Naughty Guy sent you. Thanks a lot, folks. Keep listening.